Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi guys, this is Joelle. Uh, hopefully you know me if you're here. If not, uh, hi, I executive produced this show. Uh, I am so excited for what we have in store for you today. Donald has a show, as we've talked about quite a lot, Alabama Jackson. It's out right the heck now. You can go listen to it. Uh, it's actually a TV show, so you can watch it, <laughs> which is great. And we're so excited. And he brought so many of his good friends here, and we are elated to have an opportunity to bring you guys a sense of comedy and laughter and of course to uplift our friend donald like uh, guys if you he worked so hard put everything everything else on the back burner to deliver a show that is full of his passion full of his drive it really pushed him as an artist you know and it's i think he's bearing a lot of his soul in it um it's an incredible, like the laughs per second are through the roof. You're going to love it. I digress. We're going to talk about all of that in the show. But before we get to that, um, I want to take a little bit of time to explain why our other best friend, Zach, isn't here. If you follow him on Instagram, then you're aware that he recently lost a friend to suicide. It, um, It's devastating if you've ever had to go through it. It's... A lot to mentally process. It's a lot to try to examine. Um, and so he's taking time to grieve and to do that. It's been a really hard couple of years. Suicide rates are at an all-time high. And we just wanted to acknowledge, first, the love of that friendship. And second, to encourage you 
if you're having suicidal thoughts, if you know somebody who's having suicidal thoughts, please, 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 please reach out for help. You are so worth the time and the effort to feel better, to have a full and happy life. And hopefully help isn't too far out of reach. If you're in America, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is one 800 273 8255. Again, it's 800-273-8255. So our thoughts and love are with Zach as he's working through this difficult time. Um, And of course, to anybody else, you know, trying to grieve a loved one or struggling to lift themselves up. It's a lot of work. We see you. We love that you're trying. Um, and we're with you. Okay. Now we're going to do some laughs. You're going to hear a lot of love between a lot of people who've worked really hard to bring something special into this world. Um, and I love that we can share that with you guys. So without further ado, please enjoy a very special episode of Fake Doctors Real Friends, The Alabama Jackson Story. some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said here's the stories that you all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch Show with Zach and Dono. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Look at what we have here. Daniel, Joel, I'd like to introduce you to Chris and Harvatine. Hi, Hello. guys. Hello, gentlemen. Pleasure to meet you, What's Paul. happening? This is, these are the stupid buddy guys right here. Harv is, is, the, is the, one of the head honchos of stupid. Yeah, he's oh, the, OG. Yeah, he's like the, <laughs> we, got, we got one of the owners up on this piece right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you both, truly. Hello. Uh, it is. I'm such a huge fan of what you guys do on the podcast, and oh, um, oh man, yeah. So this is so cool <laughs> that that I'm even like uh, um, a small part of this. And Donald, you kicked ass in that commercial. And how great was it that, that Seth played, and then yours yeah. played right after? Was right after. That's crazy, <laughs> dude, dude. I didn't even know. I didn't know you were in a commercial, man. Did you? You didn't tell us, did you? I didn't tell anyone. Okay. I, is that course- what you guys were? What were you guys talking about before we? record what were you guys talking about is that what oh, you we're were already recording episode yeah we were oh. so we talked about that as our big news and we bleeped yeah, the that thing out. that you that you beeped out okay because yeah. i was yeah, like yeah. damn i thought maybe uh my mind went right to dr acula i was like oh shit <sighs> that would be dope <laughs> oh my god yo you're speaking the language hey, man everybody would hey, go man. crazy if that's what it was Dude, I think Dr. Acula should be, I think you guys should do a Dr. Acula special of the podcast. What if we did a Dr. Acula stop motion animated special? Dude, that's what I'm we saying, We get man. puppets that look like me and Zach, and we freaking make yes. a Dr. Acula movie. I told my my uh, 15-year-old about this podcast, and she was she's a huge fan because of Hulu. She watches Scrubs, and she called you guys kings, you and, you and Zach kings. Wow. And she like my dream is for her to call me a king because she any anyone that's cool <laughs> she calls him a king. That never happened. And, uh, so that's like uh, so I know that you guys thought it was it was it was more uh, 
it was more because it was his friend's son or whatever but all the kids all the kids in high school are watching scrubs it's it's yeah. uh it's that's officially kind of, retro cool i hope so because it really feels like friends and the office are leading the way when it comes to what the kids are watching nowadays let me introduce you guys to harbatine and uh chris Waters, uh, these guys both work at Stupid Buddy Studios. Harbatine is an owner of Stupid Buddy Studios. And Chris, what would you say your role is? Because you have a bunch of hats in this situation. Like, you and I sat down and we did the development together. Uh, and then you jumped on as a writer after that in Alabama mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh, what would... I, I'm just... Joel, I'm all over the place. We should really start by saying, welcome to Fake Doctor's Real Friends special episode of Alabama Jackson. Uh, the new uh, fast-paced stop-motion animated comedy series on Adult Swim's YouTube platform, which premieres today! Thunderous Wait, applause. thunderous applause, Daniel. Thunderous <laughs> applause. Oh, that's right, because today is tomorrow. Today okay. is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And on the show, we have with us Harv, who is the king of, uh, I'm going to call you king. How about that? Who is the king? You like that? Uh, it's a little much. The prince of animation. Well, I'm going to say king because in this situation, you are the two people that I were my go-to guys. And then Seth, when he gets on here also. You guys are champions of uh, the Alabama Jackson cause. And so, you know, I mean, a lot of people could have jumped on, but Harv, the fact that you volunteered to step up and be a part of this, and Chris, the fact that you volunteered to step up. And then, ladies and gentlemen, let's give a round of applause. Thunderous round of applause for Seth Green, y'all. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause, Daniel. There we go. Here we go. Now I got to Thunderous applause, Daniel. Thunderous a motherfucking applause for Seth motherfucking green. Guys. <laughs> we got him on the podcast. Who else is on this? I see Chris. I see Harv. Hi. Uh, I see Joel. And Let me introduce Daniel. you guys. Daniel. That's Daniel. We call, we call him Daniel. Daniel. How'd you get saddled with that? That's, <laughs> That's his a name. Long story from a, a fifth grade old start. Tell him. To, it's it's don't nobody worry about knows. It. It's a nobody long knows. It's a okay. long nickname. Don't worry about it. This show's nobody about you knows. today, Donald. This show's mystery. about you today. Do you want to talk a little bit about how Alabama Jackson like came into being and how these guys got involved? Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a that's actually a great segue. Uh, Alabama Jackson started. You know, I'm a huge fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Everybody knows that I love Harrison Ford. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, when I first started as an actor, I Eddie Murphy, Denzel Washington, and Harrison Ford are three people who I tried to mimic a lot, you know, in my comedy, in my physical uh, uh, movements, and in, you know, I, did, I and, and, then, and then the seriousness of Denzel. I just wanted to, those were the three that I tried to always be like. And... Indiana Jones just seemed like one of those movies where it was like, man, there's so much black history out there, and this dude's chasing after it. Like, he chased after the Ark of the Covenant. That started, that's an, apparently, according to uh, myth now, that's in Ethiopia, according to, I don't know if you guys know this, Yeah, but the Ark is in Africa. Yeah. (laughs) But that's I love I love the archaeological shit where they where they dig up the bones and my most the thing I'm the most passionate about is old civilizations and like instances of humans on all other parts of the planet. 
and how the culture seemed to evolve, even though there was oceans between them, which is why there's that whole Pangea argument that they weren't moving, that they were all just sort of in the same region before natural geological phenomenon separated the continent. Right. But the, 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 like, the fact that a thousand years ago, 3000 years ago, a million years ago, another human being was in this spot doing some shit. And now you're standing there. That blows my mind. It's one of my favorite things. So I love to travel. Yeah. I love Indiana Jones for the fantasy, not necessarily the history of it, though. You know what I mean? Right. And I always thought it was kind of. What are you talking cool. about? The fantasy of punching Nazis in the face? <laughs> yeah, man. This one dude, this one dude taking on a freaking whole army by himself with a bullwhip and six bullets and wins, dude. But also gets his ass kicked, which was what made him lovable, right? Right. Because yes. he was stumbling and bumbling his way through it all. Yeah. And I was like, wouldn't it be yeah. great if we if we created a black version of this? Here's exactly how it happened. We're all on this panel and they're like, hey, what are you guys up to? What are you doing next? And we're all like, we're doing this. And this is the season of Robot Chicken and Donald loves stop motion and this, that, and other thing. And they were like, well, Donald, what would you do if you, what are you going to do? And he goes, you know what I really want to do is a black Indiana Jones called Alabama Jackson. And then everybody exploded in laughter. And then we went on to whatever the next question was. I saw Stenreich's face on the panel go like this. <laughs> that dollar bill? And then, and then Matt, Matt yeah. texted me and he said, Hey, do you think that's a show? And I said, Fuck yes, I think that's a show. And he said, Let's call Donald when the second this is over. So that's what we did. Our, we bought we called Donald. We're like, hey dude, Alab- a black Indiana Jones called Alabama Jackson is something. Let's talk about what you really mean. What do you really mean? And Donald started talking about how because we were all in that place of like I don't know enough about my own history. We're right. infighting about nuance of like cultures. And what Donald said was, I want to tell the story of a modern black man who has all of these preconceptions and assumptions and is living the life of a modern black man. And he gets forced into a position where he has to learn and appreciate black history. Like from somebody like Harriet Tubman. And he said, it's like, I want it to be like quantum leap. Right. He's got to go back and learn some shit and solve some shit. And I was like, have you ever watched Timeless on NBC? Because it's like, a show about. It. Right. But it was an organization of supposed evildoers traveling back in time to fuck up history. And then the people that they had stolen the time travel tech from had their beta model to chase them through time. The rules of the time travel were very specifically laid out. You can never return to the same point twice. You can't like recorrect something that's already been shifted in a timeline. So it's constantly chasing these, these anarchists through time. And I was like, that's your fucking move. Like you've got, you've got somebody actively trying to destroy black history. And Donald looked it up and he's like, well, the worst motherfucker was Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. And we were like, well, that's a great villain. That's a great villain. And then I don't remember who came up with the I came up with that's that that Ashley Ray will be on the show later on. She's the one that came up with the KK Cabal. Can I rant for a second, please? Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history. Who I'm paying, like full names? That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. 
Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then, and then the idea of the Black Cabinet is an actual historic concept. So right. us make, it's a, there's a lot of plausible reality in this, that an organization called the Black Cabinet that has time travel is chasing Woodrow Wilson, who also has time travel, 
and the KKK cabal through time trying to save black history while it is actively being tried to be destroyed. I'm like, this is a fucking great show. Right. So nobody, but you're right. Nobody wants to give you money. For that, right, right. It's very hard hard to convince somebody on a pitch that something is good. So our whole thing at SBS is always, let's make something. Let's make it and show you exactly what it is. Because otherwise it's, it's up to your imagination, your context, and, and whatever experience you've had up until that moment. Right. So we, we talked to Adult Swim and we're like, hey, how does this get, listen, we, I know you'll, you won't give us a pilot. I know we're not going to get a pilot script written. We want to make a proof of concept that has value to the company. How do we do that? And then we started talking the mechanics of it. So it literally came down to us negotiating for about 20 minutes of content that we could break up any way we wanted. And we're like, we do these as shorts. And that way it's not a single episode. You can show several instances, gain minor character development, even in a one to three minute episode. That's going to prove the show. So that's what we've done. We've got seven episodes. There is a meaningful arc for each of the characters. Plus you see how it would work in series. Our goal is a half hour, but more than anything, I'm so proud of this motherfucker. I'll take not it. just because he's such a hard worker, <laughs> not just because he's so talented, but because he had this idea. He's been so passionate about it, and he's really worked his ass off. This is hard work, guys. Making a show, this, and, and he's roped in like half his family, which is which is also. Awesome. Well, I gotta give it back. <laughs> I gotta give it back, though. You know what I mean? Like that. I, I this was one of those things where it was like, look, you got to show up every day, and when you show up, you got to bring something to the table. Uh, I'm not that dude. I'm not the dude that even shows up. I'm the dude that's like, what are we doing? Yeah. This is one of those moments where it was a, it was a come to moment where it was like, dude, you got to be better than you've ever been. And even though this is a small medium, like, you know, what we're doing, we're hoping a lot of people view it. We'll see how it plays out and stuff. This like is a that. huge idea. Yeah, the huge idea. I know, but the window is so small. The window is so small, though, I feel like. You're wrong. Do you disagree? I do. I do, because this is a moment when people are interested in something like this. And what we've been able to achieve is something that is not academically preachy. It's fun. You like this character. You're getting a very relatable POV from a modern human being who is, you know, we all, over the last couple of years, have dealt with a tremendous amount of forced shame for what we haven't experienced for the mistakes that we've made for what we don't already know and there used to be a lot more basic forgiveness you take one position or another there's a there's a way that we get to present this a way that we get to make it and the hack is to just do it to figure because you try and get through all these multi-layers of the corporations all the different companies especially as they're getting gobbled by each other you have 400 levels of people who have to both see it, read it, and sign off on it. I hate that shit. I can't, waste, <laughs> yeah. I can't waste time like that. So like, if you think about how short the turnaround is from us on that panel oh, to dude. tomorrow when this show is released. Today. 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 Today is tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. Daniel, can you edit that? Can you edit that so it works? Yeah. Yes. No, it's okay. Time is a perfect eight. That's why Alabama and Harriet can travel. <laughs> right so for the listeners out there, the three gentlemen that we have on the show today, I've known for a bit, 
So I did a movie called Clueless a while back uh, with Brecken Meyer, who Seth Green is best friends with. And uh, <laughs> one night, uh, this is this is sincerely how it happened. Uh, Seth goes, Seth says, you should go out on a date with my sister. And I was like, okay. Oh my God, why would yeah. I do that? I have no clue. <laughs> You're a good dude, man. My yeah. sister was always bringing home like the worst fucking people. <laughs> right, but I had only met you once at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, I vibe. Hey, but Brecken we did vibe. Like, but we did vibe. No, no doubt. Brecken was like, "Hey, you're gonna love this kid." And the second I saw you, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna love this kid." Right. And yeah. so he invites me on a he invites me on a date with his sister. We go on <laughs> the date, and after the date, she's like, "Let's go back to Seth's house to Seth's apartment." And this is when the first time we ever, like, we kicked it a little bit before, but this was like the time that we really kicked it. And I got to tell my jokes. I got to be who Are we I, 17? Who I, we're like 20. I'm not even 21 uh, yet. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, so we hang out and, you know, Seth and I have a, we have like a, there's a thing that's happening where we kind of get each other's jokes and it's like we have the same sense of humor. We exchange numbers. I go back to New York. I'm calling Seth Green on the phone, like, once or twice a week, you know what I mean? I'm calling Brecken on the phone once or twice a week. Like, guys, man, I miss y'all. Like, you know, Seth comes to New York. Yeah. Fucking comes to New York. We're kicking it in New York. Do you he remember when my... I got to go to your, uh, like I was at your mom's on Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was, year? no, it was a new, it was, it was New Year's, it was New Year's Eve and you came oh, through. Oh shit, so that's like 97? Dude, I don't, Clueless. 90, had... 98? I think it's the same year Clueless came out, so I'm not exactly sure. So is that 99 even? I don't I don't even know, dude. I can't keep track. I'm not sure. Clueless, Clueless is 95. 95. 95. So I was right. So that New Year's is probably like 96. Yeah. Because I so, was here with Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So you come through, and my best friend growing up, this girl, Jessica McCardo, and Seth Hug. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know each other, guys? And she's like, from auditions back in the day. I was like, Seth, it lives in L.A. Seth goes, I grew up in Philly. And I'm like, oh yeah. shit. Right? So yeah. the connection was, the connection was always there, right? And so time goes <laughs> forward, time goes forward. Seth starts doing this thing called Sweet Jay with Matt and Brecken. And Look, just a little bit me. of context. In in 99, Sony Digital was trying to develop um, a linear content precursor to YouTube. They were convinced that the internet was a place where people would be viewing stuff and everybody was investing, you know, negligible amounts of money to see what you could really do. It was still dial up, but we talked um, Sony Digital into giving us about $46,000 to produce the equivalent of 39 minutes of content. And the same thing, like you can break it up however you want, like one episode, 20 episodes. I don't know. So what we wound up doing was making, um, God, how many shorts? Do you remember? Harvey, I, it, all, it all predates anybody. Matt would be the only one that, know, that knows those numbers. The point is we made what would become the proof of concept for Robot Chicken. I made a deal with Sony Digital Lawyers to be able to sell our thing um, uh, anywhere else. And then we tried to sell it to SNL, Mad TV, MTV, comedy. We had a deal with comedy. And then September 11th happened. They were like, hey, we're just not going to fucking do this. So all rights reverted. We sat on it. Matt and I had like three or four years. And then it was Seth MacFarlane making the deal after Family Guy had been canceled the first time. Seth MacFarlane made a deal with Mike Lazo, the head of the Adult Swim, to air 
the aired and unaired episodes of Family Guy on Adult Swim. It blew up so big. God, it was even before that. Maverick called me, uh, Seth MacFarlane calls me and says, hey, do you know these Adult Swim guys? And I said, I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, we already brought, because Maverick had done a voice on Sweet J. Like he was in our shorts because it was just like us gangbanging this independent production together. He called me and said, you should pitch to Adult Swim. I said, we already pitched the Cartoon Network. We got passed on. And he said, no, 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 there's a whole new thing. They're buying the old episodes of Family Guy. Go pitch to them. So Matt and I go pitch to Keith Crawford and uh, Mike Lazo. And on, in an unprecedented move, they contracted us to make 20 quarter hours of what would become the first season of Robot Chicken. That's the story. That's fucking crazy, dude. Crazy. So it's kind of like the same thing in a lot of ways. You guys would jump through with way more hoops than I had to. But you weren't- To do were this? You... Buddy, you've had it so fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> you had it so None of this shit's supposed to happen. That's, that's the crazy thing. None of this shit happens this way. It We've doesn't. We set a terrible standard for ourselves by being able to achieve this on this budget. Yeah. Like, with the case we're going to have to make to anybody for our half hours, we've almost, we've almost made too beautiful of a show. I love that. I love that <laughs> we've almost done that. And, and I great. can't wait for you guys to watch it. You've had it very easy, though. Yes. And you know what, Donald? That's the only way I want it. I want to protect you from all of this. Well, no, thank you for that. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that. <laughs> so, Harv, I met at Shadow Machine, right? That's where we met. Yeah. And yep. he was animating on Robot Chicken. Am I correct? That's right. And yeah, both Harv and Towner. And Towner, right. And Eric. And, uh, and so, you know, as time went on, I, I, I really dove into the stop motion animation uh, game. Like, I really am trying to become a better stop motion animator. Like, my goal is to be able to animate my own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it takes forever, but like when, if Alabama Jackson goes to series, I'd like to animate it on it, You're animate such... on it. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. how I- As you should. Right. That's like, Lu that's like Lucille Ball saying, no, no, I've got to be the one to build this dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are some, there are some artists that- I know, get it. And that's that what I get clothes it. And stuff. Why won't you just let me make a joke? I know. No, I get it. I let you make the joke. <laughs> you got, I got. You got the joke out. You got the joke out. Passionate artist, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Harv, when I stepped away from Shadow Machine, and uh, you know, when Robot Chicken left Shadow Machine, yeah, you guys, well, so just what to, happened just there? To just to yeah. consolidate that, we had a hundred episode, or rather, Shadow had a hundred episode production contract with Adult Swim. So at the end of five seasons, at the end of 100 episodes, Matt and I had to decide whether we were going to produce a sixth season at all. And if so, were we going to do it at Shadow? And, you know, Matt and I had sort of realized how little actual governance we had over the mood and the sentiment. And because we were becoming so close with all these artists, we noticed that there was a a manner in which things were contracted or organized or built at a core level that we just had a different philosophy about it's and it's not it's not a this way or that way it's just a it's just a way you want to do business right so we um decided we realized because harvin towner had broken off themselves both successful animators very talented artists had broken off and made a little boutique production shop like a mini studio with 
a, a, a full development um, capability, but also the ability to shoot stages and experiment with shit. And they were doing such like cool experimental stuff. And they were like, I don't know, let's just try this, see if this works. I don't know, let's just do this. And we were so excited by that. This was the idea that Matt and I came to Harventown and we're like, this is a big risk, guys. But if the four of us as artists create a collective that is dedicated to just making these projects as best we can, creating this IP, developing these concepts, working with our friends, and most of all, governing the, the mood, the manner, the spirit, the culture of the place. That's what we wanted. So that's where we broke off and formed SBS. And, and then so we produced the last six seasons of Robot there and um, everything else, Crossing Swords, Buddy Thunderstruck, Modoc, everything. Everything's been done here. Like it's opened up. You guys are freaking animating for The Mandalorian now. Like you guys are freaking <laughs> doing your thing, dude. But uh, Harv, can you tell us about how you guys started? Because it, it's, really, it's a really interesting story. You know, uh, the studio has a camper as a, uh, as a, a Winnebago. One of its Winnebago. Yeah, Winnebago yeah. as it's one yeah. of its logos and stuff like that. Right. Can you tell us where that came from? Well, it, it started with uh, me and Tanner, who were Buddy System Studios, and we, we formed that because in animation and stop motion, you can't just, it's hard to do something yourself. You got to team up with someone. So we really believed if we team up together and we get our friends together, like a Buddy System, then we can do projects. And Matt and Seth were Stupid Monkey. Uh, so when we teamed up together, it's Buddy System meets Stupid Monkey. So we became Stupid Buddy Studios. That's kind of where the name came from. Um, and when we all came together, we loved the idea of camping and togetherness and like having an adventure. So the the Bago, the Winnebago became kind of our spirit animal, kind of the, the true north of where we're going. It's the uh, it's the real ride that we're all taking together. So the Winnebago is kind of like our our jam. So that's where I'm sitting right now is in in our original Winnebago that me and Towner had when we were teaming up doing projects just together on really scrappy budgets it kind of became the symbol for the studio, which- And that's that's inside the building that we animated Alabama Jackson in. How did you get that inside the, how'd you get it inside the door, first of all? Well, back then the doors were big and there was no enclosure. So we drove it in and then we parked it over here right next to the window so I could see outside of beautiful Burbank. Right on. Uh, but then we sealed it up. We sealed up the doors so we could have a shop and puppet department, all that kind of stuff. So. And then we also had to take out the engine. So this thing is not operational. It's stuck in here. So whenever we leave this building, we might have to just light a match or just walk away. I don't really know because I don't, <laughs> don't think I'm going to drag go out of here. Well, it has <laughs> to go it with you. It has to out. go with you. <laughs> yeah, we drag it out. And then so, so when you guys formed the company, Chris, were you there already or did you come much later? Like how recent... I I, can't, I I was I joined up in 2015 and it was actually originally it was just to help with one project it was this insane short that Towner and Harvard made a buddy systems called Micro Mayhem which is incredible Amazing. people just look that up on on Vimeo but yeah so I I joined up to help develop that and then I love the ethos of the place I you know I had worked a lot in animation and CG animation and just seeing a place where you had people like building stuff, you know, carpenters and grips and like, it felt like a little live action, like a miniature live action studio. And I was, I was just fascinated by that. So we, and we hit it off and slowly, but surely I sort of started taking on more and more projects. And then uh, for the last three years um, I've been head of development. So I had, I helped develop all the 
TV shows and and features and all, all the fun stuff that we're working on at the studio. So because that's how I Chris that's might, how I teamed up with these guys. Because when Chris we start- might undersell himself, undersell himself, but Chris yeah. is one of the most special people that I have ever gotten the privilege of working with. And he's so good at this job in every aspect. It's a very difficult job to do development because you have to be both curious and have boundless energy and have a very patient temperament and be a good, you have to be nice. You have to be nice because you're convincing people to do shit they don't want to do all the time. And then you really have to be able to lead with your heart and get emotionally invested in something which is scary to do as a person, especially on behalf of a fucking TV show. So Chris, like it's, it's been a godsend. We feel like we are making the kind of stuff that we want to make, that we are putting the right kind of time and effort in the right places. So. And I used to I used to get jealous when I found out Chris was working on other projects. Like, <laughs> no bullshit, because I feel the same way. It felt like it felt like it was just me when I was with he Chris. You, you know better. what I mean? He makes you feel good. He makes it feel like, dude, it's just you and me, baby. It's you and me, baby. And then he goes behind my back and he's working with other people. He's like, dude, I was, I was with, I was talking. Sorry, Donald, I just got off the phone with Disney Plus. I was like, wait a second, yeah, no, it's not. Hey, 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 Donald, 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 Donald. It's called polyamory, and it's perfectly acceptable, dude. He didn't inform me that we were in a poly relationship before that happened. If I would have known that, I would have been like, oh, I bet. It no. ma- he made it seem like that it was just me. And when I found out that it wasn't, I, one, one, I wanted him more, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Two, two, this is, the, this is the crazy part. It made me realize, oh, this motherfucker works harder than I do. This dude works hard. This is one of the hardest motherfucking workers that I know right now. And because he would be able to be so invested in my thing and then jump on a call with somebody else and be so invested in their thing and then jump on another call with somebody else and be so invested in their thing and then jump on another call. Like the list is endless. I was like, how many shows do you have about right now? He's like, I got quite a few in uh, that I'm juggling right now. And Alabama's one of them. And yeah. I just, well, I just, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, Donald. You made it easy. Like the, the only thing we do at Super Body is stuff that we really believe in. And you were, you're so passionate about animation. This is such a clear idea. Like we always want to get behind an idea that's just really clear. And it's funny as hell. I think it's perfect for the energy you bring to every, you know, whether you're buying coffee and donuts for the whole crew or buying lunch for the whole crew, like you dove into this and it was super easy to support you in making this crazy ass show. So uh, it's been a blast and yeah, we, we want to make more of it. Adult Swim. Listen in Adult Swim. We're going to get started. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Apple card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, 
Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, we're back! <laughs> we should probably talk about the show at some point, right? Yeah. Um, hey, how soon are we allowed to start posting the opening, right? Isn't that a thing we're going to do, like preview? We have to, t- I, we got to talk to Adult we'll Trump about that, yeah. Let's offline you can, about you that. You can play the theme it. song. You can play the theme song, right? Can I? Can we? For people to listen to the oh, theme yeah, song? Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet. Dental, 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 play the theme song right now. Play the theme song right now. Alabama Jackson. He's a time-traveling man doing the best that he can. Woodrow Wilson hates blacks. Harriet's got his back. Oh, while saving black history. Alabama Jackson. Alabama Jackson. That's what I'm talking like about, so y'all. Good. That That's so what I'm motherfucking so talking good. about. That's good. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Man, matter of fact, matter of fact, hold up, hold up. I don't think they heard it. Daniel, play it one more time. Alabama Jackson. He's a time-traveling man, doing the best that he can. Woodrow Wilson hates blacks. Harriet's got his back. All while saving black history. Alabama Jackson. Alabama Jackson. That's one of the things, Donald, is like the, as this started coming together, as it really started coming together, like when we got Wanda, when, when I heard the music for the first time, when I saw the way we were going to get to use the monitors and the sliders, and then I saw the puppets, I was like, God, this is really going to fucking work. And as we've been putting the footage together, you've been the, the exact amount of both patient and hardworking. You're a really good producer, and I know this isn't easy, dude. Like I, I warned you, but you have not shied away at all from well, I've, any I've, responsibility. I truly followed your lead, man, no doubt. And I oh, thank you thanks. for that. Oh, I, I love you. Know you I love you. Yeah, well, you know what? I love you too. What not, you do? Not, don't get mushy. Don't oh get mushy. God. Don't get mushy. <laughs> don't you get mushy, before, guys? He actually said it. I say He's it all the time. Fuck you. I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we hang up, I say it. Every time I see you, I say it. Don't even try. Because all of so many of our friends have died that I I never miss a chance to tell you how much I love you. That just got really dark, dude. Did it? <laughs> yeah, it kind of did. It kind of did. Dude. It kind of did. It kind of did. Well, you'll tell never, you, you'll I never tell you, not I, know where you stand with me. Well, I, well, you'll always know that, dude. That's a double negative. What does that mean? You'll never not know. <laughs> never not. Yeah, you'll always. Yeah, know. yeah never not. It means you'll always know. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, never Sometimes it's appropriate negative. to make a double it. negative to emphasize. Got you it. get it. I, I totally Wait, Joel get it. Joel and Daniel. Joel and Daniel. Five, five yeah. minutes before we have a very. I know we have. I just edit all this on. out. Is there this anything? Is... is there anything we didn't? Uh, is there anything we didn't uh, cover that we we're supposed to cover on this? Uh, this first portion. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think you guys you spoke a lot about why you guys came together and why you you know liked this initial idea. I think we could probably end on what you guys are hoping to see from fan reactions, you know, and, and maybe, you know, Donald, if there's like, maybe, maybe we can get more into that with your mom, but like what lessons you're hoping people take away since you're dealing with actual history. Right on. Uh, to be honest with you, for the, for the fans out there, what's important for me is that you guys just check it out. I'm sure it'll absorb into your, into your, into your uh, brains and you will, and I really do believe you'll come back for the next episode and then the next episode and then the next episode. But getting you to watch the first episode is my goal. That's my true goal. And then we'll see how it all plays out. You know what I mean? I think we've got a really dope show that has a lot of, you know, it's fast paced. It's got, it's got action. And then it's got a little bit of a history lesson in there for everybody. But it's, as Seth said, it's not preachy. We're not in your face talking about it, you know. And so, my plus you my, got Donald. Plus you got Donald and Wanda Sykes. And together. well, well then there's Donald Faison and Wanda and Sykes Seth. <laughs> and Seth Green. Right, that's a dynamite cast already. That is it. And we've also been bringing on a really cool guest cast. Um, it's Deborah I'm Wilson, so my fucking best. proud of yeah. this, man. I'm so proud of this, like because it's we we both grew up on a lot of these shows the 80s was a very different time where entertainment programming was focused on a bit of education mixed in a little bit of like basic guidance for how to be a person how to be kind how to 
not put too much sauce on your food or how to even acknowledge when you've made a mistake and move forward. And because knowing the, is half the battle. <laughs> knowledge is power. That's right. The more and knowledge you know, is power, the more like, you know. The more you know. And, right. And somewhere along the 2000s, that like programming became more about catching eyes from the news to the tabloids. Like it became all about sensationalization. And so the, 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 the opportunity to give little bits of real history, like basic history too, in a way that doesn't feel educational in a way that feels like you've got an emotional investment in it. Like you need to know more, like you're learning along with this character from a series of experts. That was a really, it's just, Donald, it's come together very well. And I can't wait for people to see it. I'm so excited for people to see it, Seth. I am and with that, and we did we, we did take liberties. We did take liberties. So so I think it's like the great, and then it's an occasionally true story. I want everyone to know. <laughs> we took, right. Because, right. because tell you know, the truth. Like the right. Multiverse we're talking about here, dogs. Right. So I, I feel like uh, I feel like we're overemphasizing the educational components in this. And not, well, not no, that no. Wait, hold on. No, I'm not. I, there's just like I said. There's just a little bit of history in there that people might not have known, or they did know. You know, a lot of lot yeah. a lot of people yeah. don't know that Woodrow Wilson was. A very racist president. He just so happened to be like a, yeah, yeah. like the racist you know, president. What, what did the lawyer? What did the lawyers say that when we were trying to get this cleared? The lawyers were like, "Well, he's a, he's a notorious racist, so this is fine." So we're not <laughs> we're not worried. well documented. Yeah, yeah. We're not it's well documented that he yeah. was very racist. So because <laughs> yeah. in the theme song, yeah. if you guys listen, there's a line: "Woodrow Wilson hates blacks," and it's true. That's all. He, that's all he needs to say. Yeah. Okay. That's so what I love yeah. the most about the theme song. Is it is just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Just the facts. Yeah. He's time a time-traveling man. Uh, doing the best, best he as he can. Yo, Woodrow Woodrow. Wilson hates blacks. Harriet's Harriet. got his back. All while, oh, while saying black, black, history. black history. Come on. Yeah. Alabama Jackson. With that, let's bring, in, Jackson. let's bring in the theme songwriter, uh, Bert and my mom, will be joining us right now. Ladies and gentlemen. This Zoom and podcast is getting so crowded, but that's how we do here on Fake Doctors Real Friends. This is a very special episode of Fake Doctors Real Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Shirley Faison and Burt Price. Thunderous applause, Daniel. Thunderous (laughs) applause. Ma, you see who's on here with me? Yes, I see Chris. I see Chris. I see Seth. When's the last time you saw Seth? We were on that I one have, Zoom early on in the there production, was that one. but yes. in real life, yes. it's been quite some time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mom, tell everybody where you're at right now. I'm in my office. Well, what's, your, what's this office that you're okay. in? Tell so, us everybody what okay. happened. Okay, so during the pandemic, I decided to open my own talent agency. Thunderous applause, Daniel. So, so I'm sad after equity franchise. So if you're out there and you need an agent, and you might be in the metropolitan area or in the tri-state area. Shirley Faison, what's the name of your uh, agency? Oh, a Dooney Rose Talent Agency. A Dooney Rose Talent Agency. Do you want to give them, uh, is there something, a website or something? Yes, it's called a dooneyrosetalent.com, A-D-U-N-N-I-R-O-S-E. Talent, T-A-L-E-N-T.com. Thunderous applause, then. Thunderous applause for my mom. Thank you. And then we got Burt Price in the house. Now, yes, I'm going to be honest with y'all. 
I've known Bert for how many years now? 30 years now? Almost, uh, maybe 27. Yes. And he took my younger brother, Olamide, under his wing and taught him the ins and outs of the music industry. And for people who have listened to Fake Doctors, Real Friends, you've heard some of Olamide's music. Guess who helped Olamide with that? Burt Price. So when it came time to freaking make a soundtrack for Alabama Jackson and a theme for Alabama Jackson, it was only right to go (laughs) to the one man that has been doing right by my family since he met us. Yeah, you forgot about the, forgot about about the records that we did together. <laughs> well, we made well the records we made together. Were, that's we don't don't nobody want to listen to that. <laughs> anyway, so Bert, uh, uh, my mom wrote on this with with uh, me, and then Bert, I somehow convinced him to probably do more than we paid him for to make some music for us, and when you guys watch the show and you listen to the soundtrack that accompanied the the soundtrack that accompanies the show, you're going to be very impressed. And I want to thank you both for being on here with us. Wow. Thank you. Shoot. I'm happy to deserve all the praise, Bert. You deserve all the praise. Surely this, I mean, like I've been saying how proud I am of Donald. I know everyone's exploding with pride, but also both of your contributions to this invaluable. So thank you. Thank you so much. No doubt. (laughs) So let's get into this. Mom, had you ever written before when you did this? When, when I called you up and I was like, Ma, you know, I got one extra slot for a writer. Do you want in? Um, okay, so, so I had never written like a script for film or television, but I did write a, um, a book called If Walls Could Talk, which was basically... Um, about the brownstone in Harlem and okay. all the people who lived in it. So what is your, and, your, your background is pretty much a historian type of yes, like, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so you went to college for black history. Yeah, I got a degree in African-American studies. Right on. And mm-hmm. so we, when, when I called you up and I was like, I need you to write with me. Personally, it was before you, all the knowledge that you had obtained in college and stuff like that. <laughs> And so I was trying to pick your brain. And so you were actually the one who came up with the idea of Woodrow Wilson being the bad guy also. Uh, I was trying to find a bad guy to be Alabama Jackson's nemesis. And you were like, well, what about Woodrow Wilson? And I was like, well, what's up? I had no clue about any of this. This is what Seth was talking about earlier. Like, for real, as a young African-American male growing up in New York City, the amount of my own history that I know is very little, and that's a problem. And I, the guilt that I had when freaking uh, thinking about that is really also what went into Alabama Jackson. It was like, mm. I can't be this person anymore. I have to know a lot more than I know now. And my mom had all of this knowledge, and I, you know, I used to laugh that shit off. Like she, I remember one year my mom came at me with a, the gift was, it was for Christmas, and she literally, figured out she it, the 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 book was like the size of a, a encyclopedia <laughs> and it was my family's history my entire family's history she got it all the way back to nigeria to africa like my family's history and i looked at it like oh wow that's cool and that was it but i had all of this knowledge in front of me and i was taking it for granted and so i wanted to make sure i didn't do that again and that's how that's why i freaking uh, got you on board mama 
Are you mad can at me I, for can saying I check, that? Hey, can I look at that book at some point? Donald, is that it's your mom's house? It's at my house. Surely, too. can I come by and check that out? Mom, are you mad at me for 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 admitting that just now? No, I'm not mad at you. But when you but I I, I saw how when I gave it to you, you just laid it down. And, yeah, that was a lot of hard work. But yeah. But uh, are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Okay, cool. And then Donald, your mother is the type of person that understands that human beings will make mistakes and that it's possible to correct those mistakes simply by learning new information and making an effort. And well, <laughs> there it is. And there it is. She, and I was very happy to have her on board as a writer. Yeah. Are you mad, Ma? <laughs> no, of course Okay, not. just checking, just checking. Okay, all right. All right. But surely, do you do you love me just a little bit more than Shun? Just a little. <laughs> Don't answer that. Um, Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't answer that. Okay, so you're actually the person that came up with the idea that Woodrow Wilson was this. I mean, you told me about it. Can we dig a little bit into that real quick? Woodrow Wilson was an interesting person in that um, prior to becoming uh, president, he was actually president of a college, um, Princeton, um, and he got elected uh, with the black vote and he made all these promises. And what he did was basically renege on all the promises that he made. Um, and there's a transcript of, um, uh, I believe it was Fortune, um, went to the White House and Woodrow Wilson they argued and then Woodrow Wilson threw him out of the White House because he didn't live up to his promises. And one of the things that he did was he was the president that kind of put the, the nail in the coffin to Black history and, and the contributions that Black people made in this country. All the way from like, from what I understand, like the, his inauguration had Klansmen there and mm -hmm. he was, you know, Birth of a and Nation he, came he, out. He debuted Birth of a Nation at the White House. And if you remember, Birth of the Nation was depicted black people as clans. yeah, depicted yes. black people as thugs and rapists and 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 uh, you know uh, killers. And, and after this movie it. came out, yeah, he debuted it at the White House and said it's a American treasure. It's a classic. And people went and saw the movie, and then started lynching people in the street, black people in the street, after they saw this movie. Uh, this is the, this is. Yeah, this it was a, a, mo a movie, a kind of a how-to to be the most effectively murderous racist possible. Yeah. And it's, and this is where we have a lot of, a lot of the uh, systemic racism that we're dealing with now in America comes from, comes from that. So he was the perfect bad guy. And Seth, you played him wonderfully. <laughs> Thanks, man. No doubt. <laughs> he's he's kind of a dick, which is always funny to play. <laughs> right. We should we should we should also say that this show is a comedy, right? This show is so pound for pound funny that you're not gonna really think that you're learning anything. Right. You're gonna have so much fun watching this show that by the end of it, when you find yourself out with your friends and you just randomly recall some incredibly important African American history facts. People be like, damn, did you go to school for that? You're like, nah, I watched Alabama Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. I can't wait either. Okay, so 
that's how you got involved, Mom. You were the historian. So when we started writing all of this, did you ever feel like you were out of your league? Well, you know, what was really interesting was that when I agreed to it, I didn't realize that we were going to be on a Zoom for eight hours of the day. <laughs> so, so after the first day, I said, okay, so I'm on the learning curve here. And I bought uh, this program so that I could actually uh, type in the script the way that you guys were doing it. And uh, and I just uh, I, I just said, okay, I'm here to learn. Um, and let me just try to make a contribution. We made a great contribution, actually. Uh, some of the <laughs> one of my favorite episodes is the Nelson Mandela one. I'm getting a lot of I got I had a talk with Adult Swim today, and they were like, "Yo, there's a possibility that people are gonna come at you because of the Nelson Mandela episode." What's the, is there, I know that there's a lot that we can't talk about because all the S&P is actually really, it's a, it's a different level of NDA, but what, are they only scared because it's Mandela? What are they, what's the, because honestly that episode for me is so, it's like, I don't want to spoil this, but Harriet in that episode, because Wanda, again, we, we recorded all her episodes at once. So we were kind of finding it as we went. And we asked her to just like ad lib a bunch of stuff. And then we used it in episodes and places. And we inadvertently gave Harriet her own catchphrase. And it, ha it reveals in that episode. I can't wait. Um, and then also Ahmed Best plays Mandela. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, he does a great job. So are they just scared? I feel like we should. I feel like we should say the. I feel like we should. We should say the structure, like how we structure these really short episodes, because there's a there's yeah, like a thread from episode yeah, talk, to episode talk about how, the we, how we do that. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, so Chris, the, format the format is. Yeah, because it's only uh, we only have like three minutes to tell these relatively complex stories. So the format is we always drop Alabama and Harriet Tubman, Donald and Wanda Sykes into the middle of whatever's going on and the audience just kind of has to catch up. And in every uh, instance, Woodrow Wilson has done something to try to subvert black history. So he's tried to stop it from happening. And which is, you know, which is a, a metaphor for like what's happened when we erase black history, right? When Woodrow Wilson said, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna teach anybody about anything that's, that's happened uh, with black history. So they get dropped into this and then they've got to figure out a way to stop Woodrow and his henchmen from subverting black history. And, and so it all happens really quickly. And there's, we feature a major historical figure in every episode. And like I said, we take liberties. We've taken some liberties with Nelson Mandela, but the idea is that we're, we're we've, highlighting we've the taken a lot of liberties. these people we've, have made. <laughs> we've taken a lot of liberties with Nelson Mandela. We might get a little heat. That's we, yeah, we'll we've see. taken a lot we'll of liberties. See. We'll yeah. see, but, but our, point, our point is very clear that Mandela's freedom, his very, his own agency over his own thoughts were stolen from him for years. And things happen to people that are in prison. I mean, that's why, I, don't, don't even get me started on that. Let's not the, go any further. Let's not go any I'm further. I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> but the idea that, that a man like Mandela was so specifically intentionally targetedly persecuted gives us a lot of leeway to demonstrate what that might look like before he's able 
to become him real, his real self again. Like we, we let need me, it let me, for let the me benefit a, of our show to kind of show him at what our imaginable worst would be to give him room to be safe. We had to show how much the KK cabal had compromised Mandela for, for him to be out of the picture for AJ and, um, and Harriet to have a task, yeah, right? Get him back from that. Yeah. Point. So I'll, I'll give an analogy that doesn't ruin an episode because we didn't use it, but it's a, it's an example. Like, uh, everyone talks about Muhammad Ali and like his bike got stolen. And if his bike hadn't got stolen, he wouldn't have gone and talked to the, the cop who ended up teaching him to be a boxer. Right. And so the idea would be that Woodrow being a time traveling guy, knowing that that's a seminal moment in Muhammad Ali's life or Cassius Clay at the time would prevent that moment from happening. And then there's no Muhammad Ali. No Muhammad Without Ali. Muhammad Ali, there's, there's no athlete activist. There's no, so that's the premise of the show is there's these like seminal moments, some of them actual and some of them that we've just imagined in all these historical figures lives and Alabama and Harriet have to make sure those seminal moments happen or black history will change and American history will change and the global history will change. So that's like, there's super high stakes, but then you also have a character in Donald uh, playing Alabama Jackson, who is not fully committed to the assignment yet. And then you have Harriet who is like fully committed She's to the assignment. And that's, where the, that's yeah. where the conflict between the two of them comes in is she's trying to be like, look, I sacrificed my entire life for the cause. You need to get with the program. And that's, yeah. that's where their growth that, and that's where their journey goes. And, and that's what's, you know, the, the chemistry between the two of them is so fun. Don't give away the show, Chris. I'm not, but it is, <laughs> I just, I just realized in this moment, it's a little bit like Terminator two and Harriet, Sarah Connor and AJ is baby John Connor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a moment there where go. she's like, don't you realize how serious this is? And he's like, I guess. I like that analogy. Wait, Donald, can you talk a little bit about what it's like working with your mom? It's a joy working with my mom. I know I'm safe with my mom. I know if I say some dumb shit, she'll be like, that was some dumb shit. Uh, please, <laughs> please, please forgive my son for saying some dumb shit. Like my, mom, <laughs> I, my mom has the sweetest voice ever in the history. And she's also, I mean, she's protected me pretty much my whole life. So having her in a writer's room, with a bunch of seasoned writers. And, you know, this is the first thing I've ever written in my life, you know? And this is the first thing that my mom, this is the first type of, uh, form. this is the first scripted format that, is that right? Is that the right way to say it? This is the first scripted format that my mom has ever had to be a part of uh, in writing. And so we were very new to it, but thanks to Ashley and Lee, we, we got through good. But I said some dumb shit in the writer's room. <laughs> And my mom was very it's a good. Safe at, space. Yeah, it's a safe. My mom was very yeah. good to be like, you know, you know, to, she protected me. And so it was very good to work with my mom. And also I was very nervous because I put my mom in this situation and I didn't necessarily set her up for success. I put her, I just threw her to the wolves and uh, threw her to the sharks and she was able to swim easily uh, with them. And uh, I, I am so, I got to be honest with you, mom, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of of the fact that uh, that that this wasn't something that you were necessarily eager to do, but you knew I needed you and you stepped up because you're my mom and came through like a champ. And so I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I thank you. I thank you tremendously. And we'll see how this all plays out. Now, Bert, let's can get I, to- can, Wait, wait, right. Donald, can I just say one thing? Because you mentioned your mother's voice, how important your mother's voice is. I would just like to say that in all the years that I've known Shirley, I've never heard her raise her voice. She's never in my presence or in my experience 
needed to raise her voice. She has a confident, quiet strength that is both gentle and formidable. So the value of her voice in the room, like I said earlier, is priceless. Yes. Y'all are bigging me up. <laughs> mm, mm. I give you flowers all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all. I'm so love excited you. this is happening. I can't wait for the people to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, say goodbye to Seth Green, Chris Waters, John Harper. Bye. Thanks, guys. Awesome to be on the, the, on the here, show, guys. guys. Love the show. Love the show. Oh, you guys are great. Appreciate Thank you. you. And, Thank you for and, being and, here. And when, when Donald told us Shirley was, was coming on, I, unlike Seth, I didn't know uh, his beautiful mother, but I had heard her on the podcast and I was like, oh, she could definitely be in the room. So <laughs> thanks to Big Dogger's real friend for introducing me to Shirley Faison. <laughs> in all honesty, the room was closed. We had our two writers. It was Lee and Ashley. And you because well, we, yeah, we made because we made Ray this Harris. thing yeah. with like two dimes rubbed together. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris, you said to me, you literally said to me, "Do you want to get your mom in there? We should get your mom in there." And I was like, "Yeah, let's put my mom in there." And that's wait. I think it's also important to say, Donald. So many people try and put their family over, and the whole thing falls apart. Like not works. everybody's not everybody's the Waynes. Like not everybody can do that. Right. So I'm glad that the people you brought in, all your family, that they that they're like experts at the job, or this would not have worked. Incredible. Yeah. Wait till they yeah. wait till they hear you rap. Wait till we, they hear that. I mean, <laughs> like your family came through. Yeah. You should play. <laughs> well, you should play. Through. Play the guide track. I feel first. like we should play <laughs> it, man. I no, like we, we can't play it. We can't play it. We can't right, play it. We have to go. Right. Stop dominating the time. I'll see y'all later. Love y'all. Bye, y'all. Appreciate you. Love you guys. So. Speaking of the rap, Bert. Yes. Speaking of bringing my family in, Bert is yes, my sir. family. You are my family member. Yes, sir. Uh, you are actually in the living room that I grew up in right now. Yes. Hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Bert is a musical genius. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about him. And those who do know this about him, those who do know this about him, run to him for uh, music and help when they need it. And that's who I ran to when... The show needed music. Like if you watch the show without sound, without music, it's a completely different show. And Bert stepped in and 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 crushed it. I would wow. really like to. I would, Bert, you crushed it. Like uh, thank you, you crushed it. I would really like to get into how you uh, how how you got into music. What and then what your idea was when you started thinking about Alabama Jackson. Wow. Okay. Long story short. I started pretty much like you did. Well, like you inspired your brothers to do. You came from a family that sang and performed. Same thing with me. I came, my brothers were musicians and I wanted to do it. And I would always get thrown out of their band practice, you know, all that kind of stuff until finally I just got my own stuff and got better than them. And now they begged me to play with them. Right. That's what's up. <laughs> but now um, Alabama Jackson, man, when you gave me the idea, first of all, I have very, I mean, I have a background in post-production, but just in like doing commercial jingles and stuff like that. Actually, that's one of the ways we kind of connected to that John Silberman music I used to work at. It's a yeah. jingle house in New York and you were, your group was over there. So Yeah, we were over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so I that's another on, way we connected. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I worked on the Coca-Cola Olympic spot there for 96 Olympics and stuff, a lot of things. So I did that kind of stuff, but never for a TV show. Always wanted to do some kind of scoring, some kind of a, you know, a, a movie, television project. So when you said yes, you heard me. <laughs> we were yeah. like, you were like, oh, I didn't pay him. And I was like, yes. 
Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> you, it doesn't pay much. I'm right. like, yes. You're like, yeah. I'm telling you, it doesn't pay. I'm like, yeah. And it, so the inspirational, honestly, you sound like Alabama Jackson, first of all. That's why y'all heard so many banjos. I don't know why. I just, like you said, Alabama, and I grabbed a banjo hanging over there and started, and that's how it started. And then you sent the, the demo of the, the, the theme song. Mm. And then I just, we listened to the lyrics. I came up with one idea, kind of so-so. Kind of well, country, kind of. Well, we were, we were like, we were like, we yeah. kind of wanted country, and you were like, okay. And then you yeah. said to us, you were like, I gotta be honest with you, Shun. This don't, this <laughs> uh, this ain't it, dude. We got it. Then I just thought about black exploitation, bro. I love like you know, like uh, which way is up? Let's do it again. All of those you know movies from the seventies. The music was killing. They had Curtis Mayfield. They had James Brown doing it. So like the whole idea was like. You know, I did want to keep it, period, because you're driving through time. We went to the 60s at one point, so I got to give it a 60s vibe, an 80s vibe, 70s vibe, whatever. But I still wanted to have that that 70s black exploitation kind of energy to it. And then you guys also sent the Chips reference, like the, yeah. you know, the kind of uh, the hokiness of the 80s a little bit. So a lot of it is tongue in cheek. But we tried to really do a good job and make it funky. Your little brother's on guitar playing all right the Wawa stuff. I love it. God is on congas playing all the percussion stuff. I love we it. really wanted to sound like something straight out of a exploitation sex black exploitation movie. So And then we hired and then we hired uh Mizell to write the rap for Alabama Jackson. And right. you know, it became a true family affair at that point. Like it's like I got I got literally my brothers my mother, I I I don't I don't even know what to call. I guess my 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 brother Bert, you you are my brother. You know, even though you <laughs> date my mother, you are my brother. <laughs> I'm just so happy that it all worked out. You know, hey, it was a pleasure. And you, your rap skills are on point, Alabama. No, they're shit. They're, well, Alabama, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, Alabama's rap skills are on point. So we're gonna take another break, and then when we come back, we're gonna bring in Ashley Ray and Lee House. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store... Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ashley Ray and Lee House. Thunderous applause. Thank you. How's everybody doing? Everybody's great. You haven't seen anything yet either, huh? Nope. I can't wait. I'm going to have have Adult Swim send you guys this stuff. Uh, This is a pretty fast turnaround. I was surprised. Yeah, I was like, I, okay. I was like, I thought they were still making puppets, probably. No, we we finished the whole thing. I want to talk to you guys about it though, too. Like, you know, I've known Lee for a really long time since I first moved out to Los Angeles, and Ashley and I had a conversation together. Uh, I knew right away when meeting Ashley that she had to be a part of the project. I knew right away. Uh, Chris Waters introduced us. Uh, 
And then Lee, Chris was like, I got a guy named Lee uh, House. And I was like, wait a second, Lee, How- Lee House? <laughs> Does he go by House? He goes, no, he goes by Lee. But, you know, I was like, he doesn't go. I was like, wait, hold on. Lee and I used to go play paintball together. We used to smoke weed together. We used to do a lot of things back in the day that uh, when we were very young. And then you went on to be like a SAG rep at one point, and you were a writer and a bu- Why don't you tell us about uh, how you, how you came into the industry? It's crazy. Uh, my first job out here was actually working with Ice Cube at Lynch Mob Records. He and I got close over time, and I actually went on tour with him. So six months of being in L.A., I'm on tour with Cube you know, rolling with the lynch mob. Uh, I wasn't necessarily cut out for West Coast gangster rap, so I became a PA. I did that for a few years, and then I got a job with the Screen Actors Guild where I was an outside field rep. And I would go to any set that the SAG actors were on. I actually went to the Scrubs uh, pilot. I I remember. remember. I do remember that, yeah. After that, I started writing jokes for Flex. Uh, he got one-on-one. He put me on one-on-one, and you know I've been in this crazy business of writing ever since. That's nuts. And now, Ashley, you're a stand-up comic. You're a fire stand-up comic, too, by the and way. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But uh, what, what brought you to the business? How'd you, how'd you find yourself here in, the, in this oh, situation? I lived in Chicago. That's where I started doing stand-up. I started working for The Onion back in 2016. Uh, and I loved comedy writing. I had worked in advertising for a long time, got kind of sick of it, realized I just wanted to to make people laugh. Uh, so I made that that switch, realized I like being on stage too. I think there's this expectation that when you're a black woman who performs, you do like spoken word or like storytelling or something. And I was like, no, I just want to tell like, you know, like jokes about butts and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's just focus on the funny stuff. And that's kind of where I found my lane. Uh, I came out to L.A. and got to work with uh, Maria Bamford. She'd been she was working on an audio book and I helped edit it. And obviously she is amazing with anima- animation, voice work. And that got me really into the idea of like writing an animated pilot, getting more into, you know, doing stuff for Adult Swim and kind of realizing, you know what, I think a Black woman could make these kind of jokes and like make a show that captures this voice. Uh, And that's what I wanted to do is like make that kind of Black woman stoner comedy uh, that I saw in shows like Laser Wolf and stuff. So I was really excited when this opportunity came up. Well, Uh, And I was also, I want to say, very excited to work with Lee because I knew his work. You worked with Trevor Moore from uh, The Whitest Kids You Know. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, just icons working with icons that inspire me. So yeah, it's always great when you get to work with people that you love, that you love to uh, listen to or watch, man. And so that's how I felt about the two of you. As a matter of fact, I was so proud to work with somebody that I known that I knew from back in the day, who had pushed his way all the way up and is now freaking uh, working on. And then Ashley, you just come with such this, with this aura. You know, there's just something so uh, magnetic and amazing about you. You know it's true. You can you can I, shuck it off. You can laugh it I'm off so all you want. I'm so excited to work with you. Are you kidding? You like, I, no, <laughs> but there's something really special and magical about you. Like I said to Chris, I was like, look, if anything, I have to have Ashley Ray on this bad boy. He was <laughs> like, all right, all right, we'll see if we can work it out. And then, Mom, of course, you're an icon forever to me. You'll always be an icon to me, no matter what. <laughs> You know I, I mean? think yeah I I'm so I didn't even realize you were I thought they said that you were even on the call I, hello I am so excited <laughs> to see you again oh my like Hi. seeing that you were in there that was when I was 
I just was so excited because for me, it was like the first time I'd been in a room with like all black writers and it just was this, I was like, wow, yeah, this is it. Like everyone just had these different perspectives that were so interesting. I, I was so excited from the moment we started. Okay, so let's get into how we did this, man. Like our first day in the writer's room was a bunch of story breaking and trying to real, you know, I think our first week was that. When did we write our first script, do you think? When was the first script finally written? Oh, it, it, it took was a while, hour. right? It yeah. took a while, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> we were we having just, so much fun. We were bonding yeah. with each other, getting to know yeah. each other. You know, we talked I felt like bit. we had hit out kind of all the beats or different stories we wanted. And then it was like, oh, we got it. We got to get this like scripted out because I had already left for tour by the time. Yeah, you we were, were on like, tour. But by the time we started writing, yeah. you were already and I was like in my car, like my friends driving me and I'm like on my laptop, like joining in over Zoom in the car. Uh, and so I feel like it was probably like into the second or third week we right. started getting we the We finally out. started to get the scripts in. That's not yeah. usual, I guess. Yeah, I, but I, I would also say that, Donald, like you as an actor brought so much to the room because you would act out so much of it as we were like throwing out ideas that I think we could all see the scenes. Like we immediately just start doing voices and bouncing off each other and being like, yes, this is a scene. This is building into it. So that was a huge help, man, because you, you know, you would embody Alabama so well, we knew what to write next, you know, and, and how to play off of you, which is different than most writers room where you don't have the actor in there. Right. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I felt like a fish out of water because, and I was like, how can I make a contribution to this? Because, you know, first of all, the two of you are very seasoned and, you know, like, I'm going to tell you something right now. Both of your scripts didn't get touched. When you see them, you'll be like, oh shit, that's exactly what I wrote. Oh my Not, God. It's, it's crazy, dude. First it's, time ever. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's there might be like a word here or a word there, but for the most part, that shit stayed intact. Like you know, both of you. So uh, it's 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 just it's just you know you could tell who the seasons season ones were and who wasn't. And I I had to find a way to fit in. And I was so I was so nervous for my mom. I was like, how's my mom gonna find a way to fit in? And then she found her way in too. And it was just like we got a really good thing going right here. Oh yeah. Uh, Let's keep it going. Yo, to me, that was one of the best rooms I've ever been in. I mean, yeah. everybody got along. Everybody was cool. Nobody was extra sensitive. You know, it's it can get crazy in some rooms. Yeah, and, yeah. You guys have been in rooms before, so you know. Yeah, and I think out of there's like the expectation kind of of like, oh, Adult Swim humor and this kind of thing, but. I, I I thought we all just like brought the weirdest ideas, the funniest that like no one was afraid to really <laughs> to really get into, you know, the, the weirdest stuff that came to us. It was a really a room where I think we were all just really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell you guys, man, I'm so excited for you to see this show. Uh, we got seven episodes. We didn't do eight episodes. We, it, it went from 10 to to eight to seven but they're all very well fleshed out and the arc for this is amazing i would love to uh i'm gonna get on a text right now and send them send you guys all of the all of the all of the shows so you can watch them bert got to see everything from storyboard (laughs) bert was there from storyboard all the way to uh mix pretty much because yeah, yeah because he was doing the music on it so he's got he's gotten to see He's gotten to see every 
yeah. version of each one of these scripts. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. But finding out that uh, Wanda Sykes was able to oh. voice hair, that to me was like, wow, okay, okay, this is going to be amazing. I just, I, being in this room, it was so special because I felt like we each had our own kind of generational connections to different parts of Blackness and it all like would come together in these interesting ways. Like uh, when we wanted to do the this episode about like Aaliyah, that was like really complicated. Yeah. But then like you told a story about like how you, like she used to prank call you and stuff. And I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like to me as like someone younger, I was like, I can't even imagine that and just- I- I think Ashley's calling us old in a very nice. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's you know all what good. I'm saying? Like, it's like all she, good. It's smooth. That's smooth. It's you got good. good. That, that's really good. smooth right there. It's all good. It's an, it's an, <laughs> I'm, I'm over here. I'm over here smiling. Like, yeah, man, that's right. That's shit. I, I am like, old. I mean, I'm I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but there were just so many of these moments where I was like, oh, this. You know, I think it can feel so distant, like black culture and black history, and it's like this was a room where it was really alive, where it was like, no, this isn't like something that can just be boiled down to like braids or these things people appropriate. But it was like, no, we really got to work with the ideas that we wanted to bring to life. Yeah, and it it felt good. It felt real good. I want to see. I can't wait to see how this plays out. I, you know, I really can't wait to see how. That's my new. That's my new slogan. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah. Like I, like I don't know. That. I think the timing of it is perfect. And and why is that? Given given um how in Texas and other places they're trying to ban uh books. They that, are banding banning. They're, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not trying to. They're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're banding books that deal with black culture. That deal with Jewish culture. Um, I think it's it's um appropriate to come out right now. Okay, I will say this. The great thing about our show, we talked about it a little bit earlier. The great thing about our show is that we don't push it on you though. You know what I mean? You're going to get this history through laughter and comedy. And you can't beat that with a baseball bat. If school was like that, I would have learned way more cuz I would have been Word. way more invested, yeah. you know? That would have been amazing if that's how school was for me back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, they didn't teach black history in school back then either. I remember making a stink about it. Like, how come black people only have one page in this whole fucking textbook, dude? This whole textbook on one page, that's the black history segment. Yeah, I like when when I was growing up, I feel like it was always, okay, February, that's your month. Like, you know, somebody get up and read like a dry biography of Harriet Tubman, <laughs> right, or like, you know, <laughs> Madam C.J. Walker. It was always the same people. And we treat, I think, Black history, obviously, with a lot of reverence. And that, I think, makes it hard for people to want to make jokes and to like turn this into stuff that is relatable and funny. Because uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, you can't know like these these black women, there are heroes and stuff. You can't make jokes and like, you know, let them in on the joke and stuff. And it's like, no, you can't. Like, right. this is another way of teaching this history and showing people how important they are. Yeah, man. And Donald, you're right. Using humor is the best way, I think, to make the lesson stick so that somebody doesn't get bored like I used to. And, you know, you can laugh while you learn. Laugh while you learn. Joelle, is there anything we missed out on? Um. The only thing I wanted you guys to answer is if you guys had like a favorite. I thought it'd be fun if you guys each commented on something that somebody else wrote that you really oh. liked. 
if you that's guys, have, I don't know if you guys have uh, experienced with each other. That's strips. easy for me. Okay, so they haven't seen the show yet, but I've seen the show, and I'm a huge. Yeah. The Tetchaba episode is freaking. It comes off amazing. I don't think anybody. Uh, Joel, did you get to see the Tetchaba episode? I only got the pilot. Okay, the Tetchaba episode is like fire. Deborah Wilson plays Tetchaba. She wow. comes in and <laughs> slays, dude. Like she slays. Uh, and I don't know if any of you out there know who Deborah Wilson is. If you do, she was on Mad TV. She's a, a I amazing know who Deborah Wilson is. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy to yeah. me. Wow. Yeah, she's an uh, this amazing. This is the first comedian. time hearing of this, and I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm grinning so much. Wow. Right on. That's, that's almost uh, perfect casting, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing comedian. I love and her. And she came in with so much energy and and and. You know, she, because we were going to hire her to, we had a whole Oprah Winfrey. Uh, of course. Uh, and we were like, get Deborah. Let's see if we can get Deborah to do Oprah. But then in doing it, we were like, we're not going to do the Oprah thing. Let's just get, let's just get, have her play Tachiba. And when I tell you she slays, she slays it. Anyway, I can't wait for you to see it. That's, that, that. One of, that, my, that, favorite, one of my favorites is Alabama Jackson says rap. Yeah. I think for me, my favorite. I don't. I don't even know if it made it, but the Alabama Jackson and the diner sit in. That's the, uh, that's the second episode. Yeah, yeah, that one to me just we all like threw in little bits that just were like, oh, this punch up here would be really good. The overall like arching thing was like, yes, this is like what the show should be about. Like that one, I loved, and I love like whenever we would read that one out loud, there were just so many little like things we would throw out that were so funny. I think the thing with the acronyms was one of my favorite jokes. Right. And, and, it, and it, made, it made it. It made it. It made it. Oh, it wow. Made it. it made it. It made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah, yeah. Grape in the Frederick Douglass one. That was killing. Yeah. Was Grapevine, yeah. He's, he was funny. So we got we got Ed Fordham to do several roles in this. Uh, Ed's an actor. He's been on television, but he's also a rapper. He was in a, what was the name of his band, his group league? Trends of Culture. I produced Trends a song of- on it. His yeah, record. First, a, I think the they were the first of the Yeah, I think they were the first act on Motown, rap act on Motown. Yep, signed by yep Steve McKeever. Yep. So we got him on this. We got my nephew. He wrote a rap for this. He's Mizell Faison. He's out there right now. Uh, uh, Isaiah poet. Isaiah poet. He killed it. Not trying to sound too sappy. Uh, I didn't have a favorite moment. My favorite moment was Aww. the process, man. You know, Aww. just hooking up each day. And once again, uh, it was such a fun room. I mean, it, it was something that I think each of us looked forward to. And then when we were done, it's like, damn, this has got to become a series. Yeah. Well, so, that We'll see how, it, like I said, my new favorite term. We'll see how it plays out. We've, like developed, we've put out a proof of concept that is like no other. I mean... We turned this little tiny budget uh, and, you know, I called in a couple of favors. Seth called in a couple of favors and we really put like, I don't think Adult Swim is ready. I don't think Adult Swim is ready for, you know, like if this is the, if, if they come back at us and they say, we need you to do it again for the same money, it's impossible. Let's put right. it that way. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's impossible. We, I called in all my favorites. I got Bert on here. I called. That's how I got the music. I called. I called the dude that freaking is dating my mom. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, yo, you got some. It's some heavy hitters on here, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the music yeah. is gonna be awesome. You know, you're on there. Wanda Sykes. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's on and popping. 
it's amazing. It's really just like a family affair. I'm so excited for it to be in the world. I, all right. Yeah. Well, it's out right now. For all of you listening, once you finish listening to the podcast, please, it'll be in the description below. But go to YouTube, the Adult Swim page. It's Alabama Jackson Week. Enjoy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Ashley Ray. I want to thank Lee House. I want to thank Shirley Faison. I want to thank Burke Price. I want to thank John Harvatine. I want to thank Chris Waters. And I want to thank Seth Green for all being a part of the podcast today. More importantly, I want to thank Joelle Monique and Daniel Goodman for putting together this special version of Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And on that note, we will go out with the Alabama Jackson theme song one last time. Five, six, seven, eight. Alabama Jackson. He's a time-traveling man doing the best that he can. Woodrow Wilson hates blacks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.